TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and today we have a guest who is one of the fiercest females I know. Kate McKay is a motivational speaker, an author, a coach, and a mom. She works tirelessly to inspire people to live their best breakthrough lives by providing actionable tools to make it happen. She is living proof that every one of us is capable of overcoming adversity. After living a parent's worst tragedy, the loss of her son in 2017, Kate continues to be a positive force of inspiration for others. Her new book, Claim Your Inner Badass, How to Live a Life of Courage and Unleash Your Personal Power, is out now. Good morning, Kate. Good morning, Sue. I'm so excited to have you here. I am so excited to be here. You and I go way back. And I want to jump right into this book because there's so much to cover here. I've seen sort of a preview of it. I'm very excited. Uh, You've been a longtime promoter of people taking charge of their lives overcoming self-doubt, moving into a space where they can, what you call, live fully. You'd never know it by talking to you now, by listening to you, by seeing you, uh, but you yourself had to overcome very early on in your life a lot of self-doubt. You experienced a lot of that. Talk about that time in your life. Well, absolutely. I think um, classic ADHD or as I am, growing up, I never really felt like I fit in. Even in a large family, I'm one of nine children, as we talked about before, and that that uh, feeling of not really feeling like I belong even was experienced in my own family. I always had an energy that was way bigger and way more positive than the family that to which I was born. And um, it really became even more apparent once I went to school mm-hmm. and having to hear all the time, Katie, sit down. Kate's up talking. Kate, look at the front of the room, right? So I heard that all the time. And that instills really a, a deep sense of not fitting in, which fed the anxiety and the self-loathing and the self-doubt that went through me quite deeply. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about when you got to a place where you said, I'm not going to maybe color within the lines. I'm not going to fit into this box that people... When did you say to yourself, at what point was there an aha moment that you said, I'm not going to be that neat? I'm bigger. Yeah, well, I really think that that happened when I was, um, I got shipped off to private school when I was a junior in high school. And the reason why is I believe my mother thought that there was more in me, that I was dying in the vine um, in the environment that I was living in. And Mm -hmm. I was. Mm -hmm. And so I was shipped off to a school that was geared towards performing arts. And I went to that school thinking I was all that. You know, I thought I was a badass, right? (laughs) So it was, women were extraordinarily talented. We were busing to go see people performing at Symphony Hall. I thought I was going to go there and be a gymnast. And I was humbled beyond. Um, as a writer, I have to tell you, my first uh, paperback in my lit class was a D minus <gasps> in composition. So talk about being humbled uh, over mm-hmm. and over again. And there was something about me, particularly when I found theater, that I said, I am here for more than this. And um, I, I tell this story often, but theater was the only thing in my life I've ever got A's in. And really the true gift of theater was really all I had to do to do that, to get that A, was to listen to people and respond authentically to what was being spoken to me. And I'm like, 
that's easy. And really, it's truly been the foundation of all of my success from the being the mother and being a great friend, building a multi-million dollar company, and moving powerfully through my day, particularly in the last two years after the loss of my son. And I want to talk about um, your son, Will. Um, you lost him a couple years ago. He died by suicide. Um, and it wasn't the first tragedy. You also lost a brother many, many years ago uh, when you were in your 20s. How were you able, because you have somehow been able to, and I think you call it transformational grief, turn that grief into something that's still a positive force in lifting others up and having them see the hope and strength. Tell us how how you did that, because a lot of people just think, I don't know how I'd ever move through that space. Yeah, that's a powerful question. Um, And I understand so many uh, people are living with grief and loss in an everyday experience. So really, I have deeper clarity over the last two years that I am here to help people transform and heal through grief and loss. Uh, and, you know, the, the deal is this. I, uh, my brother was 22 when he was murdered, and my son was 22 when he took his own life. So that's, by in my uh, mind, no mistake. And this is something clearly that I am here to heal karmically. Um, I'm not sure what the listeners believe in God and all of these things, but I truly believe that I have an obligation, a deep obligation, to heal this for my children and also to help people transform such um, such loss, no matter what it is, in ways that will help them grow and become uh, and live a fulfilling life. It's totally possible. I'm a living example of that. How, what's day one look like, though? How do you decide that that's going to be the path that you take? Because you could wallow in self-pity. You could say, why did this happen to my family? How do you, how do you start And do you start all at once or is it one day at a time? Was there a point where you were just like one day forward, one day forward? That's a great question. Well, first of all, I knew my son. And he and I had a powerful relationship. And in fact, he was in a Buddhist monastery. And he, um, when he came back from the monastery, I had this revelation. I said, dude, like I had this weird, weird just thought that, karmically like we don't have anything to work out do we I mean we're just like two people in this life having an experience aren't we and he looked at me and he said yeah with that unbelievably huge peaceful spiritual smile and I just and it was that clarity that I knew I was 100% present for my son as he was 100% present for me and our love knew no bound and the moment he came out I knew that he was otherworldly um, deep and knowing person and so the, the most important thing I think for the listeners to understand is that I, if I was to um, hold on to that, that I could have done something, like why didn't I, right? If I lived in that, how am I honoring my son's life? How am I honoring my life? I'm not. So there is no looking back. There is only how can I inspire others to live. Listen, I'm a public public person. And um, what was I going to do? Climb in a hole and hide? And um, Sue even think, I think the first time we talked after that, I think that it was very uncomfortable even for you to be around that because I represent every woman's, every man's worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people thought I was crazy <laughs> at the beginning, even, even my family of origin, because it was such a confusing response. But I, um, I want to really uh, talk about an important thing. And that is, I have a very clear mission statement in my life, and it's one of the exercises I do with my coaching clients. And mine is to live powerfully with courage and enthusiasm. 
What do you mean by live your life with courage? What well, I think that it is, it means to focus on how I want to feel on the other side um, through any experience. So it's having a better vision. If I am to look back and not learn the lessons from my past, then moving forward, how am I going to be clear that I'm on purpose? You know, and I think that what was so defining for me was knowing to live powerfully with courage and enthusiasm meant I had to find a way to do grief like that. <laughs> All right. And I'm yeah. like, oh, come on. Right. And I'm laughing to myself in some way going, come on, right. God, that is ridiculous. <laughs> Who can do grief with courage and enthusiasm? Right. And you know what, Sue? There's a way to do it. You know, because you know me personally. I, I was going to figure out a way to do it. And you did. And I think what surprised people, it wasn't even confusion. It was surprise at the courage you were able to show so early on that you saw the clarity in that relationship that you had with Will and the clarity and the loss and what that meant for your purpose moving forward. I think that not many people have that sort of depth of thought. Right. And certainty. Yeah. It's a certainty. So you can have a belief system and thinking that you're going to be, you know, okay and this and that. And people are going to say, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to make it through this and that. I had 150% certainty that there was no other way to do it but to go through it for the sake of my children. Right. Right. And that meant, as you and I have spoken about, filtering out people that didn't serve it in that purpose. Mm -hmm. Because once Will was gone, there were relationships around me that had to go. And some of that was family of origin uh, family members and people holding on to your grief in a way as an excuse to continue living their life. And I wasn't going to be the scapegoat. Yeah. No longer. And I want to talk about that coming up next. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you are listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We're talking to author, motivator, and coach Kate McKay about her new book, Claim Your Inner Badass, How to Live a Life of Courage and Unleash Your Personal Power. It's available now. Kate's been discussing her own journey to a breakthrough life and why she's looking to inspire others to find the same. Let's get back to our conversation. So your book, Unleash Your, I love it, uh, Unleash Your Inner Badass. I, I mean, you say that everybody is a badass and everybody has a badass, but if you are one, you what's your saying? If you are one, you don't have to tell You don't people, have to tell anybody. Which I right? love. And you don't have just, to tell anyone. Yeah. It's obvious, it's a, right? Well, it's just clear that your, your clarity is what leads. And so it doesn't mean you're on a motorcycle with a leather jacket, right? <laughs> and I actually had a, a PR no. person who was helping me work with my book. He's like, well, you need to look like a badass on your title and your cover. And I'm like, well... No, I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and you know, and it's not an arrogance. It's an inner confidence in knowing that I am here for bigger things. And uh, and it's just leaning into that. I think that's really what it is. And what is in the way, yeah. listeners, of you leaning into your own badassery? Your badassery. I love, you know what? I looked up badass in the dictionary. It's so funny because I think it gets a bad rap. When you look it up in the dictionary, it has these negative connotations like um, somebody who's cocky, intimidating, tough. They use all these words to describe it. And I love in your book, you say, no, you're confident, you're resilient, you're resolute in your in your values and your beliefs. You don't have to be that person. There's a there's a positive connotation. Absolutely. I mean, I write in the beginning of the book, I have a list of the top 10 axioms for being a badass. And one of them is, you know, badasses spot other badasses in the crowd. Yes. They're the ones helping the old lady over the curb, pushing yep. someone's broken car off the road, working tirelessly behind the scenes on something they believe in, chilling out, holding space for others. 
Yeah, right. So how are you holding space for others so that they can celebrate their own sense of power? And that's really a key point, I think. And one of the things that struck me in your book is talking about releasing things that no longer service, serve us, the things that drain us of energy, the things that don't work in our lives anymore, or maybe they never have. Um, and I know you had a point in your life when your marriage was on the rocks. Financially, you were strained. You had all this stuff going on. The you-know-what hit the fan, so to speak. You were about 41. Talk about that time, because I think everybody can relate to a time when they feel like everything's caving in at once. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because what happened is that I came from really a scarcity mentality. You know, when you're from a really big family, you know, money doesn't go on trees and all of that. And so for me, it was embracing the success of building a company that also coincided with also the breakdown of my marriage. Mm -hmm. And so if I was to embrace my prosperity and my badassery, what had to go, you know? And I remember this is my, you know, my prince isn't coming and I am the prince. Mm -hmm. I am the prince and the princess all in one, (laughs) right? I love that. So how are we? And, you know, it's like I needed to dig deep into that and really knowing what would be best for my children. And And it really required me to embrace a prosperity mindset and also to embrace, you know, as we've also talked about before, my physical body. I mean, I had birthed three children and at the age of 41, never having really been an all out athlete, because with nine children, of course, you don't have time or money or resources to really invest in that as a family. Mm-hmm. So I, I started competing as a bikini competitor at age 43. And, competed. and won, by the way. Yeah, right. So I competed actually for, for 12, almost 13 years, so up until last year. And um, really, that was a, a very much a spiritual journey. And it really helped me hone in badass qualities. And yeah. now, honestly, that's, these are the qualities I help and teach and inspire others by and through in embracing that. And the physical part of it's important. I love the statement I read in your book, your body is the vessel to which your brilliance is birthed. And I love that because you got your body fit, but you didn't stop there. You did all the bikini stuff. Then you, you know, took care of money and stability by starting your multi-million dollar business. Uh, you, you had no no formal business training, by the way, and you did it anyway. You call that what guts, courage, <laughs> necessity, all of the above, right? Right. You did it anyway. And so, when did you decide that you're you di- you didn't only do it for yourself, but you decided that you were going to inspire others to have the same sort of prosperity that you had enjoyed. I'm not naturally an extrovert, okay? So this is the truth. This is hard yeah, to believe. I know, it I'm is. sorry. Right, I know, that, it's really almost, hard to I'm relive. like, what? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm definitely more on the extrovert spectrum. But listen, even, even today, right, it's like, oh, why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? And so that's what keeps me going, you know, even to, to step into the studio is because I am here to touch the people that are willing to, and ready to grow, even if it's just a mustard seed of faith. You know, listeners, if you're listening, that's the piece I want to fill. You know, that's the piece that I want to to see in you and help you build the confidence um, and the skills necessary to embrace your breakthrough life. You coach people all the time. You do one-on-one coaching, helping people sort of, as you say, get to that breakthrough point. What do you say to somebody listening right now who's sitting having a cup of coffee listening to us talk and they're facing an obstacle? Maybe it's they're overweight. Maybe they're having problems in financially or with a relationship. Uh, maybe they're unhappy in their job and they've been settling for a really long time. What would you say to those people are the first steps in taking control or taking control back? Well, that's a great question. Well, 
it's asking questions just as a coach and listening and listening to what's not being said. Because oftentimes, even when I'm questioning people really basic, like, you know, what are you doing? Where are your challenges? And then trying to determine the gap, like what they really want. The limiting beliefs around what they really truly desire, most people are embarrassed to say it out loud, what it is they truly want. Like to have an amazing relationship, to, you know, build a multi-million dollar company, to have, you know, deep friendships, to have a deeper connection to God. They're afraid to say how big they want it. And so for me, it's like I'm here to juice you up and to stand in for your bigness until you're ready to take it over, right? So, uh, and that's super easy for me and I also love it. It's, it's what fires me up. And unfortunately, um, things have to go. And that's the part that I think that's most difficult for people um, to realize, to sit in the fact that there are patterns, behaviors, relationships um, that need to be filtered out. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me like fear is a big thing. A lot of people, are, they fear a lot of things. They fear letting go and they fear saying what, the, or living in their truth, right? Saying what the truth is, what their circumstance is. And you help, th- you help bring that out. Yeah, absolutely, Sue. That's a really wonderful way that you just phrased it. You know, it is the fear. It's the fear of the unknown. But again, you're looking back at what's the worst case scenario that you're going to stay in the same situation, that you're in a marriage that is not fulfilling to you, that Mm -hmm. you're punching into a job that has no satisfaction. I mean, my goal is to uh, sue you and I sitting in rocking chairs at the end of our life and being able to have some great stories to tell. And I have that with certainty that that's what I desire. And I believe you do, too. Do we have a corner room at the home (laughs) with a nice Adirondack chair? Absolutely. I hope. Absolutely. (laughs) Hey, if you're just joining us, this is Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and we have been having a very powerful conversation with Kate McKay, who is a coach, a trainer, a motivational speaker, and the author of a brand new book about living a life of courage and unleashing your personal power. She herself has overcome self-doubt and some personal tragedies that have instilled in her a confidence in her work as a messenger of healing and growth for others. I want to continue uh, because we're already running out of time. Tell me a little bit about what you hope people will take away from your book. And I'll mention the name of the book again. It's uh, Claim Your Inner Badass, How to Live a Life of Courage and Unleash Your Personal Power. It's available right now on Amazon. What do you hope if you could say one thing that they might take away after a read, what would it be? So not even a hope, it's my commitment and conviction that when people read this book, that they will be ready to take action to live a meaningful, fulfilling, and badass life. And that's my commitment. It's not even like, oh, I hope this happens. No, it will happen. <laughs> so yeah. I have that level of certainty that I want that for you listeners. I want every person that's reading this book that I'm in contact with, that they are inspired to live their breakthrough life, your breakthrough life, not mine, but yours. I was just going to ask you that. What a badass looks like for me is different than what a badass might look like for you, right? I mean, it can't be defined in a general term that fits everybody. Absolutely not. We're looking outside for the answers that are within. So being able to ask yourself, and that's why I I have three coaches, right? I have a, a fitness coach, I have a business coach, and I have a lifestyle coach, and of course, a therapist on the side, because we all need to do <laughs> oh, work, we right? all need that, right. so, for sure. So it's really, it is self-defined, and it's how do you want to feel? What does your life look like, right? That is work that you need to really give yourselves a space to contemplate and figure out, and for most people, they are petrified. 
of the, of really dreaming there. I know. And I always think about that. I feel like a lot of us in the human condition let life sort of unfold as it will rather than um, getting in the driver's seat and deciding that we're going to author our life because we can write the story. And some of us forget that, I think. And we're more passive in our own right. lives. Well, we weren't given tools. I mean, how who taught you so? Who mentored you? I mean, we have, I love the story of you and I sharing of like, both of us not from means no. and she got shipped off to Smith and I yeah. got shipped off to Bennington and we're like why, why? are we here and both of right. us I remember we both called our moms I don't belong here right I totally right. no I had she the, had the conversation said, I'm Ta- not good that. enough and tell I, her I did I, I was 17 I had I had been in a tiny little parochial school uh, with no diversity uh, and I went to this place that had women from every country every state in, the, in America every religious background socioeconomic financial and my eyes were opened up but I felt small for the first time in my life I felt very small and I called my mother in tears and I said come and get me because I don't belong here and she thank God didn't come thank God she didn't come because had she come my life might have taken a completely different turn right yeah so it talks about the influence that people have in your life absolutely she said you're absolutely not coming coming home you're good enough and you're worthy so imagine what your mother had to do to hang up that phone Mm -hmm. and leave you there Mm -hmm. because she believed in you with such conviction there we go right sometimes we need to lean on other people's belief in us and our greatness that other people hold for us and lean into that Mm -hmm. because we're not always going to believe it come on right it's like confidence is is an inside job and we have this um, sense that we're going to go on social media and we're going to count our likes and we're going to like this is how we're judging what our next step is and the work happens at home by yourself sitting maybe in meditation or prayer and saying, I don't know the answer, just show me the way. What questions do I need to ask myself today to live a badass breakthrough life? That is work that you need to do on your own and with supportive people around you. And and, and just watch your life change. I promise you that if you, if you create space for thought and thinking that your life will change. I promise that. And I want to ask you before we go... Um, what is next for Kate McKay? You are a badass, and I want to know what you have coming down the road. Can you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So really, I'm focusing my business on coaching high-achieving people, um, yes. people who want more. So, And that is also a big focus on um, also on men. You know, I've, I've um, wrote recently a column uh, about how men experience grief and loss. I I have five brothers, I have two sons, and I've been in the gym since I was 21. So I am used to the male energy and Mm -hmm. um, it's, I'm super comfortable with it. And I really feel like as a society, you know, women, um, we have so much places that we can talk to if we're having a hard day and, you know, we have places that we can process emotional experience. Men are not given that same same opportunity and their process is different than women and we need to honor that. So I'm really committed to that, you know, in honor of Will, boy, he was, he was a good boy. He was absolutely the most uh, spiritual, most badass person I have ever met and the most grittiest person I've ever met. And so to honor him, I'm here to also help other badasses, men in particular, A-game their life. We're already out of time. I'm sorry to say, Kate, thank you so much. You've shared so much today. I know you've touched a lot of people who are listening, and we wish you so much luck with your book. I want to tell everybody again, the name of the book is Claim Your Inner Badass, How to Live a Life of Courage and Unleash Your Personal Power. People can get it now on Amazon, correct? That's correct, right. Okay. And uh, I want you to give yourself, you know, this is a good time. Give yourself this gift this holiday season. Pick up the book. 
uh, or pick it up for someone you love that you think might benefit from it. So thank you for sharing so much today. Thank you so much. And I will be offering listeners a complimentary um, abbreviated version of the book. And so that will be in the show notes. So thank you so much. You've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We talk to celebrities and CEOs. We are also interested in your neighbors and coworkers and people who are out quietly making an impact out in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to my producer, Kendra Petroni, and to all of you for listening. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 730 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.